Football season has arrived. Coming up on today's show, we cover strategies to help you score in retirement. We'll touch on the latest financial news and more. Stay tuned. You don't want to miss the opening kickoff. Welcome in to your retirement with Sam Jones. And welcome to your retirement with Sam Duell, Luke Von Abel, Andy Schooler, and I'm Jackie Selby, your consumer advocate, filling in for Chuck, who's got a few days off. He probably went golfing, don't you think, guys? I would guess that would be that's Chuck's typical MO, yes. Yeah, it is. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm gone golfing. Can you do Sam Duel, Jackie? Pretty, that pretty sounds good. about right. <laughs> How did I do on imitating him? <laughs> Close enough. Close, right. Close enough. Close yeah. enough for radio, for sure. And boy, I guess a few words about your firm, Sam Dual Strategies. It's Dual Financial Strategies. You could Google either one of those, but the website is dualstrategies.com, a fiduciary firm uh, serving Appleton, Green Bay, anywhere in the Fox Valley that you're hearing this radio broadcast. Is it 20 years, Sam, for your firm? Yeah, a little more than that, actually. I think it was uh, right around 2000, 2001 when I fired it up. So we're starting to push into 22 plus years, I believe. My goodness, that's a yeah. that's a good number of years serving the community. And um, I, what do you think is your favorite part about doing this work? Oh, I think probably the biggest thing for us is just the, uh, I think the satisfaction in talking with people, especially on that first time uh, and being able to communicate to them uh, that, you know, they're setting in good financial shape and that they are uh, at a point in time where they could retire. I think that's, that's usually the number one question we get, of course, is can I retire? Uh, and to be able to bring them that news that, uh, yeah, you've done things well and, and you're structured correctly and given the right type of financial plan, uh, you'll be just fine. So that's probably our number one, uh, number one most enjoyable thing. Do you think uh, some people find that surprising? Maybe they've been scared to come in because they didn't think they were ready to retire or they didn't have enough? Um, yeah, I think that, you know, it doesn't seem to matter, Jackie. It's yeah. like whether people have $500,000 or they got $5 million, they never feel like they have enough. <laughs> um, so uh, I think a lot of times it's not necessarily a surprise so much. I think most people have a pretty good understanding of whether they're they're ready for it or whether they're there. But uh, I think a lot of times just the confirmation that it's okay is what helps people. Oh, for sure. I saw this morning that a third of baby boomers have too much stock market exposure is that something you talk to them about when you get them in there yeah we talk a lot about risk because we find that uh in today's world uh you know we talk about like that article was talking about stock market exposure but um you know a lot of times what doesn't get discussed uh, even by advisors uh is the risk that you take in the bond market you know that's uh supposedly always been the safe alternative people would go to bonds and I'm having a lot of conversations with my conservative clients uh, right now uh, wondering, you know, why isn't there any performance? And it's like, well, because you're primarily in the bond market because you're conservative and uh, <laughs> right. frankly, the bond market is, uh, you know, it's abysmal. Yeah, it's not looking good. Well, you know, what is coming up is football. Who's ready for some football? You know what I like about football season? Fall, fall weather. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We've had enough. I thought you were going to say snacks or something. I yeah. was. That was my second <laughs> item, Luke. That was my second item for sure. No, I was going to say Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. And wearing, um, let's see, clothes that cover up the, you know, cover up the physique. I like the sweatshirts and the team team logos and all that stuff. It makes you, uh, everybody looks a little fluffy wearing those type of clothes. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> if you haven't done uh, your... Your summer work out in the field, getting the hay in or anything like that, you might have a roll or two left over like myself. But uh, 
So let's talk about football. Um, so momentum going into the game, that is the time to keep on going and get into the end zone. Isn't that true? And whether you're a diehard Packers fan or whether yeah. you're, you know, uh, let's say a college ball fan, um, the casual viewer would rather watch The Bachelor or Monday Night Football. I don't think that there's anybody in between. Either you yeah. love it or you hate it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was uh, Vince Lombardi had said that, that when you've got momentum in a football game, that's the time to keep going and get it into the end zone. So, um, you know, you're either going to be playing the offense or you're going to be playing the defense when you go into retirement, that's for sure. Well, he was something else, wasn't he? You know, <laughs> yeah, highly revered, of course, in, in our area. Oh, of course. Yeah, I wonder I wonder if anybody has come back as him in another lifetime or something and who that person would be at this point in time. I often wonder that. I'm like, why don't we have that kind of a character right now in the NFL? But that's my particular opinion. Yeah, for sure. Should we talk about some offensive moves? Who's into yeah. this? You well, wanna... you know, that offense is, uh, is something that it requires discipline. Uh, on on your part it, it also requires being proactive um, but you need to have an offensive plan that will align with your strategies so um, you know you, it is a lot like football we need to get down the field depending upon what age you are and where you're at in your retirement cycle and ultimately you know looking at, at uh, retirement as that end zone so uh, one of the things you can do understand what your goal actually is your goal is income in retirement i mean that's at the end of the day uh, you can amass as much money as you want, but we have to make that money become an income source because you are going to become your own employer um, mm. in order to understand what that income is going to need to be. Well, you need to create a budget. You need to look at your budget now. Uh, but in particular, you need to start looking uh, very seriously at what you believe is going to cost you in retirement. That's why we call it a retirement lifestyle review. This is going to be your lifestyle. How much is that lifestyle going to cost you? And then, of course, any good financial plan is going to have to be flexible enough so that if there are revisions in that budget, you can take care of it. Learn about the different investment vehicles. Uh, you know, This is one of the things we find in today's world a lot of people get really confused about because there are so many different things that are out there today. Um, some of them applicable to you, some of them not applicable to you, but you need to start learning what are the different investment vehicles and how exactly do they work. Uh, and in conjunction with that, um, as I indicate in my book, uh, Purpose Determines Placement, what is the purpose of each one of those vehicles and does it fit with what you're wanting to do? And then after we learn about those investment vehicles and we learn about what the different asset classes are, the different areas you can uh, invest in, you want to make sure you're very well diversified. Uh, and then of course, if you are in the mode where you're still saving money and you're still working towards retirement, you got to keep building that wealth. That's that's so true. The uh, Andy, don't you think that this um, Secure Act 2.0 has allowed people some grace in? Uh, <laughs> maybe they haven't saved enough money for retirement yet. It did in some ways. There are you know several ways to look at the Secure Act, but at least in that regard, as far as catch up provisions. Um, it certainly does give us a little bit greater ability to save money. And there's two sides, right, of a football play. There's the there's defense versus offense. And so consequently, you have to be defensive in some areas where, yes, offensive scores points, but defense is defending your turf, defending your nest egg, if you will, in this mm -hmm. regard. And so 
that comes down to preventing gaps in your financial plan. Well, what are gaps? Gaps can be things like income gaps. So if you are looking at turning on Social Security, well, how much of your income is covered by your Social Security payment? Do you have a pension? Are you that fortunate that you have a pension at this point? Um, Do you need to set up your own pension to take care of some income gaps? Uh So that can be something that we want to look at. Do you have things like an emergency fund? If so, how much? What does an emergency look like to you? How much should you keep in something like that? Because obviously, if you have an emergency fund sitting in a savings account, you're not going to make much interest on it. Um, It may be using that tool plus something like a CD right now because you can find decent interest rates on CDs or fixed annuities. Right. Uh, It depends on how long you want to receive that guaranteed interest. Uh, the other part of being defensive is creating an estate plan. Frankly, um, this can be a big one. You really need to have a uh, estate plan on the side of your financial plan. They should work together, uh, but you do need to cover the basis on both sides of those things. So an estate plan is going to cover passing on your stuff to the next generation or to loved ones or whomever you want it to go to, then it really comes down to, well, how are you going to get that to them most efficiently? How are you going to um, be prepared? Are you taking care of your powers of attorney for financial and medical? One of our dear friends, a couple um, recently, she's had some heart issues and she's just barely into her 70s and consequently has been really sick. And so having a plan, because they don't have an estate plan yet, Um, So I felt a little bit like a nag, which I was like, please get this done Uh (laughs) for your well-being as well as whomever is going to take care of the estate should anything happen to both of you at the same time. So I think estate plan is a good defensive play. There's also aspects of insurance that are important. So when you are considering what you're trying to accomplish, I mean, we have car insurance. Why or what are we doing to keep ourselves safe in a healthcare environment. So does that mean having some sort of long-term health insurance or long-term care plan that would cover you and take some of the pressure off of your personal savings? And if you are married, it's important that you have additional funds available for your spouse um, should anything happen to you and who's going to take care of them. So those two things as far as insurance or long-term care can come into play they're on the same spectrum for sure, but I don't know what kind of insurance you need. Is there a reason to have uh, long, or excuse me, um, life insurance in addition to or just long-term care? It's something to have a conversation about for sure. And those things can be rather confusing if you're not up to date. I feel like that's one of the reasons to get in and talk to Sam, Andy, Luke, and the team because you don't know unless you know what the current status and the current plans are and how um, different programs have changed over the years. That's exactly the reason to get in. And thank you so much for listening to your retirement. Um, Why don't you, um, Luke, tell people the importance of coming to see you? Yeah. um, You know, if we've struck a chord just talking about football and the analogies coming into the football season, um, and you are wondering, you know, are we on the right path? Do we have the right plan in place? You know, maybe you've been focused on growth and accumulation, but now it's time to focus on something different because you're wanting to retire. Um, That's what that time is. Our retirement lifestyle review is a time to sit down, connect, get to know your story, see if we can help um, shed some light on all these different areas of retirement then get you pointed in the right direction. And what, what is that first appointment going to look like when they come to see you, Luke? 
the first appointment is just a casual conversation about um, what you're kind of looking for. Um, what are you wanting to accomplish throughout retirement? What do you have now, you know, as far as all the, the financial pieces, but really it's just an opportunity for you to share what's on your mind, what your concerns are, and for us to just begin to, to speak into that, to help you form a retirement plan um, that you can stick with for the next 20 to 30 years. Here's the number to reach dual financial strategies. It's 866-203-7486, 866-203-7486. Go ahead and call that number and then you can get on the books. Remember, the team will bounce back to you and say, hey, what's your schedule like? I know that some folks are still out and about doing their summer things and their harvest activities, but hey, let's get it on the books for the fall or for the end of summer. 866-203-7486. As we continue to draw similarities from the game of football to your finances, we'll dive into the X's and O's of your playbook to and through retirement. You don't want to miss it. The show is called Your Retirement, and you're listening to Sam Duell. Andy Schooler and Luke Von Abel from Dual Financial Strategies. You can find them on the internet at dualstrategies.com. Read all about it and read all about and see pictures of animals. I, I, I hear that you have the animals in the studio with you today. Yeah, they're here most days. We got two of the dogs and I think one of the cats in here. Well, that's good <laughs> enough. I think that covers most animal lovers as long as you don't didn't bring one of the horses or goats we're in good shape today yeah the horses are outside in their shelters yes where they belong sheltered right and because, no goats and no yeah. goats well you are a registered fiduciary firm and you can help folks green bay appleton to pier um, anywhere in the fox valley that's listening to the radio show get going on your financial plan and it's not just um talking about the money but also about strategies right insurance tax strategies social security you guys really cover all the bases well retirement is very holistic i mean you can't be uh you know you can't be singularly focused um, we find that a lot of times when people get into a scenario like that with a firm where there's a singular focus on you know trying to sell something to them um so much gets missed because really at the end of the day it's interesting that uh, all of the people that do this are, you know, some type of a financial advisor or financial consultant or whatever their title they're, they're using for themselves. But uh, in our opinion, um, our personal opinions and probably professionally, too, uh, we actually think too much emphasis is put on the financial aspect of it. Yes, you have to have money. And yes, you have to be able to have income during retirement. That is uh, that is key. Uh, it's hard to hard to survive without it. However, um if the entire conversation that you're having with someone is about the money, and if you're not talking about things like um, estate planning and making sure that all of your documents are in order and making sure that your taxes are correct, we think that in taxes, uh, that one of the most insidious things there is in retirement, people don't realize how big of a, how big of a bite it's going to take out of the retirement. Um, if you're not talking about uh, your wishes and your goals and your dreams if everything is based upon uh, just talking about some financial product uh, that's you know going to be the uh, the panacea the end-all be-all for your retirement uh, mm -hmm. goals then you're most likely talking to a, a retirement product salesman uh, rather than a retirement consultant aha uh -huh. that's very good to know 
I like this quote, I don't want them to gain another yard. You blitz all night from the movie Remember the Titans. There are so many lessons in football, and as we're approaching the NFL season, also college ball and so forth, it's it's really fun to talk about those things. If people are into sports, they can make those analogies easy in their in their brains. I'm not saying just men, but any any football fan. <laughs> and there's a lot of lessons that football teaches us in other areas of our lives, like finances, and sometimes now those things do overlap on the HBO hit series Hard Knocks. They follow the story of two different teams in the NFL. Um, Andy, do you watch it? I watch it. I like that show. Um, <clears throat> we're not huge TV goers, yeah. so yeah. that you have makes, to have HBO first. Yeah, that would make it a bit <laughs> a bit more challenging, shall we say? Yes. Um, you know, from a standpoint of I, I think that there is. Oh, good stuff to watch at times, but we're just not big TV watchers. I think, I guess I'd say being at times. we do in the wintertime, but right. when it's summertime, there's far too many things to do. And we were just looking at the sunlight going down earlier than we wish it was and mm-hmm. reminiscing that, you know, summer is nearing its close. So um, we try to <laughs> not think too much about that, I guess. I suppose, you know, I got HBO, of course, way back in the day. I ordered that on my Prime so I could watch all of the Game of Thrones products and, you know, the the spinoff of this Game of Thrones and that Game of Thrones and everything. So that's why I've maintained my HBO connection. But I do like the hard knocks because it is, I mean, it is so much money is on the line when it comes to the NFL. You know, I mean, so many billions and billions and billions of dollars, I feel like, um, wrapped up in the the league. So I kind of get a kick out of it. Would you like to hear a quote from Carl from the show? Sure. Absolutely. We got a lot of money right now, right? This is the easiest equation to make you rich. You have a million dollars, and after seven years of getting 10% on that money every single year, okay, you're making money off of it. You're going to double it after seven years. So you double your money every seven years for 42 years. You get 64 times your original money. So you got a million dollars. You can end up with $64 million by the time you retire. Nice. Now, that would be nice. I'm I'm gonna call just a fuzz of BS. (laughs) There's ten percent every year. There's some Hollywood in there. (laughs) It is HBO after all. Yeah, sweet Jesus, they're just lying to the public there. I'd love to see documented evidence of someone getting uh, guaranteed ten percent for forty years, for seven years, for whatever they're saying. Like that's shenanigans. It is shenanigans. I feel like too. The um, it was an impromptu lesson. I think it was supposed to be um, a, a generalization. What do you think? I think it's Hollywood. <laughs> I love it, Andy. I yeah, just... I think it's. I mean, a lot of it's Hollywood. And if we if we're critical of the numbers, yeah, you know, getting a consistent ten percent for forty years isn't likely going to happen. But I think the greater principle there is, you know, and I haven't seen the show, but assuming they're talking to young football players, Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't matter if you're a young football player. It doesn't matter if you're a young worker. Maybe you've worked for a while. The point is that compound interest is a wonderful thing, right? And if we delay gratification, if we just, if we keep funding money into our retirement accounts, over time, it's going to grow. And the amount of money we put in there is going to be a multiple more and certainly the longer that we have to do that, the better. And most of the families we sit with, um, they've done that really well. They've delayed gratification. Um, and so now it's it's time for them to shift onto a little bit different focus. Instead of focusing on that growth and accumulation and maybe making 10%, it's a lot of them want to preserve it. How do we prevent you know, half of it going away because we know that that will happen. 
you know, markets are cyclical. Um, so how do we prevent, you know, from being forced into a position where maybe they would feel like they'd have to go back to work to have enough money Mm -hmm. to do that. So that's, that's the real important lesson I think for our listeners today is that, you know, it takes planning, it takes time to position yourself for uh, the retirement that you've, you've always dreamed of. Well, trusting your coach, too, and I think that um, your firm, Sam, really does do a great job of coaching people in in a trustful way, you know, like Bill Belichick and, you know, Vince Lombardi, Bart Starr, Joe Montana, Bill Walsh, who I knew Bill Walsh, but uh, anyways, these are good examples of coach-quarterback relationships that are famous for communication, and I feel like you guys are pretty trustworthy over there, and I think it comes through on the radio show. Well, and I think people, uh, yeah, I think it's the advisor's job and it's our jobs to, um, you know, to interface with you at, at a level that uh, will garner your trust. Yeah. Like, trust is something that has to be earned. It's not something, in my opinion, that's just given. I know I, I don't just give trust. It has to be earned in my world. Um, but yeah, you do need to be working with a financial advisor that you, you know, that you, you trust, that you feel comfortable with, I would say, as much as anything. Um, because it's this is a person that's supposed to have your back through retirement, so you want to make sure that uh, that you're all feeling the you know all feeling positive about it. Sure. How do we build our game plan for success then, Sam? Well, you know, one step at a time. That's that's what you're trying to do. You you're uh, during your working years, of course, you're looking for growth, um, and then as you start to move into that retirement time uh, retirement time frame, you're looking for protection, of course, because you can't afford to lose large amounts of money there, and we need to convert uh, what you have grown over the years into an income source for you. So growth, then protection, and income in conjunction with that. You bet. And Andy, you know how we were talking about um, some of this stuff is uh, <clears throat> that quote that we heard is kind of um, full of hot air, but people right now in those uh, final yards you know, as they're stepping towards the end zone of retirement, they're making some big mistakes right now. I saw on the financial news this morning that people are going on big trips and stuff like that and making big um, withdrawals from their accounts just so they can make their summer happen. I mean, uh, that could be an act of desperation, couldn't it? Well, I suppose it could be an act of desperation. I mean, from a standpoint of I don't know what type of account they're pulling from. I don't know how old they are when they're pulling it. Obviously, if you're under 59 and a half and it's coming from a traditional IRA, yes, that would not be a particularly wise decision because you're going to pay penalties from the feds and then you're going to turn around and pay tax from the feds and then you're going to turn around and pay state tax. So uh, yes, if you are under 59 and a half, that would not be my recommendation. I would probably resort to um, suggesting a little delayed gratification on your trips and save for it instead of pulling money out of your accounts in order to pay for it. Um, As far as if you're over 59 and a half, if you have a Roth, perhaps that could be a great place to pull some money from. Um, If you're over 59 and a half and you have the money sitting in the account, like a savings account or something to pay the taxes on it, because you're not going to have a penalty, then maybe it is a good idea to pull some money out of there and decrease the amount of money that you're going to have in your IRAs later on. Because we don't know what the tax rate's going to be. So it may behoove of you to pull that down um, as much as possible prior to going into retirement. So I again, I don't know what your timeline is and I don't know whom we're referencing, how old right. they are and how much money they're pulling or what type of account they're pulling from. So that makes it a little bit more challenging. Uh, but yes, I mean, if there could be some thought processes regarding those monies and what would be more beneficial for you to do if you are... Um, decided that you're going on a vacation or a trip or spending it on a 
depreciating asset. I don't know, but there's certainly uh, some conversations to be had. <laughs> I like that. A depreciate, d- depreciating asset. You mean like a car? Perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> and how about you, Luke? Uh, why don't we name a few armchair quarterbacks in this game that really we we shouldn't take their advice? Yeah, I mean, we've got to be careful. There might be the uncle, um, might be a brother-in-law, might be a co-worker that likes to just step in and give maybe unsolicited advice. And, you know, the thing we have to look at there is is their track record. And a lot of times... Um, you know, they're not willing to share their track record or be truthful about their track record. So um, in this process, we just we want to go to good, reputable sources, people that have um, had a track record of helping people do this, that understand the nuances of the market, because um, there's a lot of nuances out there. You bet. Let's get folks in to see you, Sam. We'd love to talk to you. We'd love to take a look at your scenario, get to know you a little better. We appreciate that you take time out of your busy weekends to tune in to us on the radio and watch us on our television program. So give us a call. It's uh, it's simple to do. You'll talk to Rick. He'll uh, just ask you kind of some basic questions. He'll get you aligned with uh, one of the advisors in our Appleton office, in our, in our Green Bay office, whatever's convenient for you. Uh, but let's talk about where you're at. Let's get to know each other and let's see if dual financial strategies could be a good fit for your retirement goals. Here's the number 866-203-7486, 866-203-7486. Go ahead, place the call 866-203-7486. All right. What do we have coming up? Well, coming up, we're going to bring you the latest financial news from inflation wreaking havoc on retirement portfolios to interest rates. What can you do to improve your position on the financial football field? Stick around. And welcome back to the show. Your retirement with dual financial strategies. I'm Jackie Selby, your consumer advocate, because Chuck has taken the day off. So I'm sitting with Sam Duell, uh, Andy Schooler, and Luke Von Abel. And we are talking today about football and finances all at the same time. Life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you respond to it from Lou Holtz. And it's been almost one year since the Inflation Reduction Act, Sam, but interest rates are high, gas prices are high, eggs are high, unless you have your own chicken, services, credit card debt. Wow, people have that credit card debt is the highest it's ever been. Yeah, trillion dollars it just hit here uh, just very recently. Trillion dollars tr- in consumer all- revolving debt. That's only Americans. Yeah, yeah, that's just U.S. credit card debt. The numbers are staggering right now. A consumer, trillion. Consumer, yeah, consumer debt as a whole is about $17 trillion right now. The debt load that people yeah. have right now is just massive. I can't even digest how big a billion dollars is. Yeah. Let alone a trillion. a trillion dollars. Yeah, for sure. It's so much money. Since the second quarter of 2022, there's been 35% increase in the number of people borrowing money from their retirement accounts. Have you guys seen that in your in your practice? We haven't. Uh, and a reason for that is because the vast majority of the people that we're serving today are already retired or they're very close to it. And, uh, um, you know, they're financially prudent. They've they've saved plenty of money and they're not spending more than, uh, you know, not spending more than they make. So we haven't ran into any of that here, but uh, we're certainly aware of it and uh, have heard of many, many cases where people are and we just 
boy, we implore you to do everything in the world you can possibly do before you reach in and tap that 401k. Because the reality of it is, once you take that money out of there, the odds that you're going to put it back are remote. I mean, think about it, folks. If you can't afford to contribute to the 401k now, if you're in a scenario where you actually have to take money out of it, when are you ever going to be in a position where you can catch up be even and start putting money back in. It's like, you know, I, I always go to the analogy of uh, um, uh, somebody saying that, uh, you know, I'll, 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 I'll make this better the next time, or, you know, you're working on something and, mm-hmm. and you do it just kind of half baked and it's like, well, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll finish it up later. It's like, if you don't have time to do it right the first time, when you ever, you know, when you ever going to have time to come back and, and do it the way it should be done. So don't, don't take money out of those 401ks. You're just, you're stabbing yourself in the foot by doing that. Yes, I was thinking young people have enough time to make that money up, but then um, a younger worker it doesn't really have that much um, in in the account to begin with. No. So it's no. just a it's it's a no win situation, isn't it? It sure is. So Andy, in the ten months that the United States has borrowed one point six trillion with a two hundred and twenty billion dollar deficit in the month of July alone, what's it mean for us? Do you think? And I know you're not a prognosticator necessarily without a crystal ball, but what do you want to add? Well, I mean, I think the reality of the situation is clear. There's only two ways to get out of debt. You either tax more or you spend less. And they are certainly not spending less. In fact, they have increased it so dramatically that never in the history of this country have we seen debt levels at the time or at the place that we are right now. And I, I can't can't think that you need a crystal ball at this point in time to figure out what the writing on the wall is. Right. So, you know, if you are... Um, Nearing retirement, then I think the reality is you need to seek some professional help, especially with taxes, especially with that overall picture for retirement, because at the end of the day, um, the comment I think we get probably second to, I wish I would have known this information 15 years ago, mm-hmm. um, is you know how do we deal with taxes? How do we deal with risk? How do we deal with all these parts that come into play in retirement? Because it's not just the money. It's not just long-term care. It's not just estate plan. It's not just you know income streams and expenses. It is all of that. Mm-hmm. And it's all of the little gotchas that you don't think about. Taking a little too much money out to do something fun or even home repair or whatever it is can throw you into A, another tax bracket. It be a Medicare issue mm. where you end up paying more for Medicare. Um, and most people just don't realize that. They think, oh, I'm in retirement, and especially if you're in the first 10 years of retirement, which is where you generally feel the best and you tend to be most active. You tend to want to spend the most money uh, regarding fun stuff. When you get older than that, then that changes and then healthcare becomes a much bigger expense in your world. So there's lots of things to consider in retirement, but definitely having someone that has your back, knows and understands what what your needs are and can help you form a plan to not just arbitrarily take money out, but really think about, okay, what are we trying to solve for? And that gets back to Sam's book all the time. Purpose determines placement. Why are we using the tools that we need to use and what are we trying to accomplish? And that will give you further um, information as to what we need to do. If that's ringing a bell for a listener at this time, the new phone number to call 866 203 7486 to reach Sam Duell and Andy and Luke. It's 866-203-7486 and reach the team at Dual Financial Strategies. Again, it's 866-203-7486. And as we plow through this segment, I was thinking, Luke, uh, you want to hear from Steve Forbes? He chimed in on the health of the economy and field conditions, etc. Yes. 
Well, the economy is suffering from the uh, economic equivalent of walking pneumonia. Uh, some parts are doing okay, but other parts are not. And when you have the headwinds out there, the Federal Reserve is going to raise interest rates again. They still believe you fight inflation by depressing the economy, making people poorer. You've got companies coping, especially a lot of commercial entities, coping with a lot of uh, debt that's coming due. They have to renegotiate interest rates. Uh, consumer debt is rising. Interest rates on mortgages are starting to inch up again. So you look at that scene and you wonder where's the real push going to come from? Yeah, the government can spend money, but where do they get it from? From the American people. Yep, right out of our hides. <laughs> mm -hmm. What's your comment on Mr. Forbes there? Well, I think to piggyback off of what Mr. Forbes was saying, what Andy was saying, you know, if if the government's going to continue to spend, um, then there's only one other way that they can go after and get more revenue, and that's with increased taxes. So um, an area that we can control, an area that we can plan for is the taxes leading into retirement. And most people are not focused on this. Most people are not thinking about this. They're thinking about their taxes just from this year. But think about where your money's at right now. Is it is it in pre-tax 401ks and IRAs? Um, most likely, if you're anything like the families that we serve, that's the tool that you had access to. Your social security, your pension, all this is taxable. So we've seen great changes with Secure Acts. Um, and I, I think next they're going to come after taxes and potentially increasing rates. So that means we need to focus even more on this to keep your lifetime tax bill as low as possible. Um, pay your fair share, but not give Uncle Sam any more than we have to. And you have the strategies for that. You can talk to them quite easily, anybody quite easily about this. And the average person like myself or um, the average person, your neighbors or who you meet in church, maybe they don't have this information yet. And I think that's why it's so super valuable to get in to talk to folks at Dual Financial Strategies because they really can help. I was uh, picked this one up off of Fox and Friends, Sam. They were talking about the increased hardship withdrawals from 401ks. Steve Ducey followed up to share his thoughts on the realities of taking money from your retirement account. And then Ainsley Earhart chimed in on this about the hardship withdrawals of your 401k. Keep in mind, if you are in a situation where you need to take money out of your 401k retirement account mm -hmm. before there's you're 59 penalty. and a half, absolutely, there's a penalty and all sorts of, you gotta jump through a lot of hoops. It's, but that goes to show you the desperation. Yeah, that desperate indeed, but I think people are doing it. Yeah, some are, we are seeing incidents of that. And as we said previously, we, we would tell you to exhaust every, avenue or opportunity that you could possibly have before you take money out of that 401k because you lose the time value of money. Um, you need to pay it back. Uh, if you don't pay that money back, folks, and here's the one thing that never, ever gets explained to people about a, a hardship withdrawal from a 401k or a loan from a 401k. Okay. Um, if you take that money out of there in the form of a loan, you have to pay it back. Uh, otherwise, it's taxable. So let's say that you just say for uh, for uh, instance that you take $50,000 out of 401k and you're, you know, you're a few years from retirement and then you don't ever pay it back. You, you don't put the money back into it. Well, when you leave that job and you roll that 401k over and go into an IRA or something, that $50,000 loan against that, if it's not paid back, that's going to be a taxable event for you because that money was removed from that account. So, 
Remember, a loan means a loan. You are loaning the money to yourself. However, you also have to put the money back or you will be taxed on it because that's a fully taxable event. And if you're under 59 and a half years old and you leave that job, yep. now you've got the penalties as if you just took yep. that money out early. You get the taxes and the penalties. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, literally, if you figure taxes and penalties on something like that, if you don't do it correctly, um, the penalty is going to be 10% from the federal government. Correct. It's going to be three and a third percent from the state of Wisconsin. Oh. So now you're over 13%. And then let's say you're in a 22% federal tax bracket. What are we at now? We're at 30, 35. 35%. And probably you're going to be 5% for the state. So 38 to 40% is what's going to come right off the top if you don't take that money out correctly and if you don't replace it. So please find other things to do. I'm pretty sure you could even go and get a home equity loan or something like that for less than 38% interest. Oh my goodness, yes. Well, that's why a retirement coach on the sideline makes all the difference in the world. And Sam and and um, Andy and Luke, you guys are indeed that, helping folks create their own retirement planning playbook. But really, it does help to have somebody who's a professional creating a custom game plan for you. Um, tell folks more about how to do this. Well, you know, one of the things that we've always prided ourselves on and uh, I've had used as a, an advertising logo at one, at one point is that... Uh, um, we feel like we do all of the things that other advisors forget to do um, because they don't talk about things like this. It's it's never about, uh, okay, what are the future implications of this? We're, we're thinking well ahead of the curve, uh, not about necessarily focused on what exactly is happening today. That's important. But what are the ramifications of the decision that you're going to make today? What's that going to be, you know, not tomorrow, not next week, but a year from now, five years from now, 10 years from now. So, we're doing all the things that the other people are forgetting to do. And as you communicate to us on a regular basis, we're also doing all of the things and covering all the bases that you never even thought of. You never even considered that that was something that needed to be within your thought process. That's what we're very, very good at every day. And that's why so many of you visit with us and ultimately choose dual financial strategies for your retirement. The number to do that is 866-203-7486. It's 866-203-7486. Make the call. 866-203-7486. Reach out to Dual Financial Strategies. You will not be sorry. Now, coming up, we are going to talk to you. Yes, we have questions from the listeners. Everyone ready for that coming up next? We are indeed, and we do have to take a little break right now. But when we return, we'll jump into some of those questions from you. this weekend. I'm Jackie Selby, your consumer advocate, filling in for Chuck, who has the day off, probably gone golfing, certainly. Um, here with Sam Duell, Andy Schooler, and Luke Von Abel from Duell Financial Strategies. You can find them online at DuelStrategies.com. Let's talk questions and answers. I think this is one of my favorite parts about the entire show, because we can see what's on people's minds. Sam, you want to go first? Sure. Yeah, I'll take the first question. All right. Anne in Appleton is asking, I'm a divorced mother of two who will be 59 next month. My 28 and 21-year-old children live with me. One's a senior in college and the other one is working a part-time job. I intended to retire at the end of next year. I have $15,000 in credit card debt. And while I am due a pension as a state employee, I fear my mortgage payments, debt, and household expenses are going to make retirement impossible. What do you think of this? 
Well, um, I guess if you're having, you know, if you're having thoughts that you don't believe you'll be able to afford to retire, um, I guess my question for you, Anne, would be, why are you retiring at what is a pretty, you know, relatively early age at 60 years old? Um, Because you are going to need income. Obviously, at that age, uh, you can't draw Social Security. You're still two years shy from being able to draw Social Security. So, um, I think what you need to do first is you need to sit down and you need to figure out a budget. Uh, how much exactly is it costing you to live? Uh, and then you need to uh, balance that budget. You need to balance your, your retirement lifestyle income needs against how much will your state pension be. And if your state pension uh, is not enough to cover all of the monthly obligations you have, well, your answer is pretty simple you can't retire. Um, Or if you are going to retire, how are you going to fill that income gap? Um, So would that be a part-time job? What what exactly would you do? Which to me would kind of beg the question, if you can't afford to retire on your state pension uh, and you would have to take a part-time job, well, unless you just absolutely hate it and can't stand it anymore, then why would you give up your full-time job? Um, You know, you give up all your benefits and everything. And, you know, some of the other things you got to be thinking about here, Ann, is... uh, um, healthcare. What about mm-hmm. healthcare for you and your boys? It's like uh, that is going to be, unless you can qualify for Affordable Care Act marketplace insurance, that's going to be pretty expensive. So what I think you need to do, Ange, you need to sit down and you need to be really, really brutally honest with yourself uh, and say, how much money do I have saved? Um, can I access it? What is my income needs going to be? And how short am I going to be? Uh, and that's a good time for you to sit down with a professional to discuss those things, to see are you being realistic? Is there a way to make these numbers work? Or do you need to just kind of tough it out for a while longer? And what do you think, Sam, about the uh, 28-year-old still living at home? I don't mean to be indelicate, but um, is that really necessary? And maybe that person could be paying rent. Well, if they're contributing to the household, yeah, I mean, that that could be a positive for her if she's, uh, if, if she's doing that. Um, we do find sometimes, we've seen this before, where where people were trying to go into retirement and they were so, uh, you know, they were so focused on trying to help out quote unquote, an adult child, which clearly at 28 years old, that's an adult child. Uh, but the adult child was really making no effort to help out, uh, and was kind of relying on mom or, you know, mom or dad or whatever the situation might be. So, um, I would have full expectations, I guess, as a parent of my own children who of course are all, you know, married and out on their own, but I would have absolute expectations that if you are going to be living in my household at 28 years old, uh, it's no different than if you were living in an apartment, you're going to be paying the same level of rent and making the same contributions to the running of the household every month as you would if you were out on your own, because, um, you know, any 28 year olds that are listening, you know, probably time to suck it up. Uh, you can't live with mom and dad forever. Isn't that so true? My goodness sakes. Leslie in Green Bay says, I want to move my 401k into an IRA. Then I want to cash out a portion of those funds. What kind of IRA would allow me to do this? And what are the tax implications? Hi, Leslie. Good question. Um, If you are under 59 and a half and you move your 401k out, A, you would probably have some rules by your company that you would have to abide by. So they may or may not let you do that if you're under 59 and a half. If you're over 59 and a half, though, you generally have what's called an option of a non-hardship distribution, um, which would allow you to do that. If you have left your company and you no longer work there, then it's generally an automatic that at some point in time, they're going to want you to take your money and put it into an IRA. Now, if this is coming from a traditional 401k, i.e. you've never paid taxes on it, rolling it to a traditional IRA 
at some point in time, you will have to pay taxes on it. So if you are considering taking money out of a traditional IRA and you're over 59 and a half, then it would be the tax bracket that you're in plus state tax that you'd have to pay on that. If you are, if some portion of that is in a Roth IRA 401k, then you would move that portion of it to a Roth IRA outside of your company plan. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then you would have no taxes that come out of that. So I'm not really sure what type of IRA that you have, but you would have to match essentially um, what type of money it's coming from to what type of money it's going to. So if it's never been taxed and you move it to a traditional IRA, if it has been taxed and you probably have some of it in a Roth IRA, and then you would just move it to a subsequent account that matches that same tax level so that that is that stays the same for the IRS. Um But as to say, you know, what are the tax implications? Well, again, if it's a traditional plan, then you're going to pay regular income tax for the state and feds at whatever level you're at. Um, And you would want to double check to make sure that you're not going to cruise into another tax bracket or a higher tax bracket. Um, And if you can't help it, then you can't help it. But it is something definitely that you want to investigate and just make sure that you are not going to get any surprises that you do not like. This all sounds very complicated to me, Leslie and Andy. So call Sam Duell at dualstrategies.com, dual financial strategies, and get on the books to sit down. It's 866-203-7486, 866-203-7486. All right, Luke, here's one for you. This is from Mort in De Pere. He says he have, has a fee-based advisor for his mutual fund portfolio. Does that mean broker? Anyway, uh, the current value is about $60,000. I'm averaging about 320 in fees per quarter, which amounts to just over 2% in annual fees. Is this rate high for a financial advisor? Uh, the advisor is also a CPA. Hi, Mort. Yes, this sounds uh, likely that uh, your fee is around 2.1-ish percent, if my quick math there served me right. Um, these fees... Uh, just on their own are, are are certainly high being at the two two plus percent standpoint that means you got to return over two percent just to get back to even mm. uh, the other factors to consider um, here is that uh, you mentioned using mutual funds as uh, the engine driving returns inside of your account uh, those mutual funds can carry a cost as well and so depending on the type of mutual funds it wouldn't be um, out of the realm of possibilities that those could carry a half to one percent in the way of fees as well so you could be seeing you know almost three percent annually um, in the way of fees so um, I would say that this is high a well-structured and well-diversified portfolio Folio utilizing, you know, various different asset classes uh, should certainly be under one and a half percent and maybe even less than one, depending on the types of tools that are are used overall. So um, if that's alarming to you and you'd like someone to take a look at um, your fees, the other fees that might be going on inside of there, reach out and we can help shed some light on that. Oh, I like transparency. Uh, Very good. And Sam, this is Bob in Menasha. He says, I recently opened my first brokerage account, but I'm worried that I'll make some rookie mistakes. What are some common mistakes beginning investors make so I can be sure to avoid them? Well, it really kind of depends, Bob, on what you're going to do. By saying that you're uh, opening a, a brokerage account, I'm assuming that you're doing some, you know, kind of some self-investing on that. That's what I would assume. Um 
if that's the case, then uh, I would say that the number one biggest mistake that uh, that most rookie investors make is uh, allowing their most emotions to override their plan. Um, the the number one thing I've seen that is harmful for people in that scenario is they open a brokerage account because they heard about some hot stock with their brother in law or you know somebody that works with them or something like that. Yeah. Uh, so they're going to jump right into it, uh, but they don't do any research. They don't have an entry plan and they don't have an exit plan. And if you're a do it yourself for that, at a minimum, is what you have to have in place. And what I mean by that is you have to be disciplined and say. I will not pay any more than this much for this stock, and here's why. And I will sell this stock if it hits X price that needs to be predetermined. You need to have an order in the system the day you buy the stock to sell it on the day it hits a predetermined price, and you cannot allow your emotions to override that. So I would say that's the number one mistake I would make um, if you're opening a brokerage account uh, you know, with a, with a stockbroker or something like that. Um, you have to do, again, your due diligence and your research. But I would say the, the biggest mistake that I see that people make there um, is not understanding the tax implications of what they're doing and not understanding the fees for what they're doing. So if you can avoid those, Bob, uh, you know, you've got a much better chance of success. Wow, that's great information. And Andy, can you talk a little bit about a true uh, practical financial picture from you folks? Well, so come in and talk to us. I mean, this is this is your ability to sit down and find out if we're a fit for you and if we're a f- if you're a fit for us, basically. It's to determine if we are on the same page, same direction, same mindset, same ideas and goals. So the reality is we have a very specialized practice. We focus solely on retirement. And that is different from the growth and accumulation world. And so what that's going to compromise is taking a look at your taxes, taking a look at your income, taking a look at your expenses, taking a look at your health care, taking a look at all of the components that come into play when it comes to retirement. And there is a lot of them. And unfortunately, there's a lot of gotchas. And unfortunately, AI, software, and technology can't always Mm. reach the limits that we need to do because it all depends on how that code was written. It may not include all of the necessary things to think about. So um, sitting down and talking to someone that you feel comfortable with and um, that your spouse feels comfortable with, we find is the most valuable and important way. And if that requires you to go out and interview different advisors to find that person, then we recommend doing that. If you need a second opinion on something, come talk to us. It's easy. We, you know, there's no pressure. We're not a selling firm. We are there to make sure that people are educated so that they can make good decisions for you and your family, period. Well, they don't have all the time in the world, but they will hold their schedule open to five people who are listening to the radio show to get on the schedule this week. We're talking about dual financial strategies. 866-203-7486 is the number. Go ahead and reach out. 866-203-7486. It's 866-203-7486. All right. Looks like next week, Sam, Luke, Andy, Chuck Caton will be back with you. I hope you have a great week. And you as well. We appreciate it. We appreciate everybody uh, tuning in this weekend. And we'll be back here again, same time, same place, next week. Investment advisory services offered through Dual Financial Strategies, LLC, a Wisconsin registered investment advisor. Dual Financial Strategies does not provide legal or tax advice. Investment advisor representatives of Dual Financial Strategies may only conduct business with residents of the states and jurisdictions in which they are properly registered. Insurance and annuity products are sold through Dual Financial Strategies.